0: Yo, what is up everybody? Uh episode 1 of the Satsung podcast. Welcome. Um our first guest really needs no introduction if you follow Satsung. Um phenomenal poet, uh hilarious dude, uh you know, uh yeah, renaissance man of sorts. Uh horse riding, poem writing, guitar strumming, piano tickling. Man, uh Mr. Nackle Bear from uh from Nackle Medicine for the People. Uh Nackle and I have known each other for a grip now. I think over 5 years, but we rarely get to like seriously drop in. You know, unless we're at a festival, which only happens a few times a year, um where we're at the same place at the same time. So I'm really excited for this podcast. Um thank y'all for tuning in. Um and make sure you share this with your friends. Um we have a lot more really amazing guests lined out um that'll be getting recorded over the next couple weeks so tell your friends and share and here is knocko dude my guy Knox. i haven't fucking talked to you in forever dude how are you bro i'm doing all right i mean that was gonna be my first question to you uh Mm. pretty hectic uh last few weeks and last 24 hours Mm. Mm -hmm. um yeah, what have you been doing since this lockdown thing? I know that you guys probably had to cancel a bunch of shows. We had to cancel, like, 23 or reschedule, but...
1: Right. What, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I had a, I already had a slower spring um, happening, which was going to be nice, and the sort of majority was going to be in the fall. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so... It, you know, everything's been moved or canceled. I mean, for the most of the part of it, it was, a lot of it was festivals, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and those things got moved, but it's going to, you know, if we get back up and running in some form or fashion, you know, by the fall, like uh, that's sort of going to be packed. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I just found out like last week I'm going to be here till at least August. So,
0: yeah, that's what I'm looking at too, because I was supposed to go, uh, to my knowledge, still hasn't been moved or anything, but I'm going to Europe with Trev.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But that is the that is the closest thing, yeah, on the books for me. And what's crazy is I take every winter off. So I just, you know, I scheduled my four months off for the year sure. through winter, and then we were supposed to leave on two or two weeks ago. And it's like so when this is all said and done, I will have been home for almost ten months, which is crazy Crazy. (laughs) do you haven't been
1: are you are you you going crazy and you got all your kids and shit there too
0: (laughs) yeah dude on the level yes yeah yeah 100 um i'll say like and i'm sure you've been you've had some version of this i'm curious to see what your take on on this is you know for me i think what makes our profession so different is i guess it just doesn't feel like well, it's just what i do it's like who i am you know like my entire yeah
1: there's there's no separation yeah really. so that
0: i've been struggling a lot with that it's like yeah dude i can you know i just like took up uh shooting a bow and i'm like trying to like you know i can't train which is what i do when i'm home so it's like yeah i'm mm-hmm. trying to find all these things and we're doing the live stream things but it's just not this it's just there's nothing that compares to it there just isn't mm-hmm. especially festivals mm-hmm. you know
1: Mm -hmm. um well it's the community it's interaction right it's the, it's that presence that you get to experience with people it's
0: yeah what have you been doing with your time
1: i've been incredibly busy really Uh, yeah because see for me it's like uh when i'm on tour i can compartmentalize like my schedule in ways where i you know it's like it's just hour by hour you know when you're on the road it's like you wake up at this hour get up you eat your breakfast you go work out you have like an hour to kill so you do like emails or admin or whatever and then you you know and then the rest of it's like warm-ups and then sound check and then vip and then the show and then dinner and then like you know and then boom you're back in bus next town so it's like uh when i'm home though it's like i live on six acres and it's like there's farm work to do, you know, yeah. as well as there's chores and there's like uh, yard work to do. And like, but then I've also got like my like homework, I guess, cause I'm trying to ma- micromanage my day where I actually get st- like these projects that I'm working on done. I'm still in the, in the process of releasing music. Our album drops next month. And like, you know, it's, it's, you know, creating content at the same time. So it's pretty interesting. Like I've, I've, I've been incredibly busy uh, and yet I've been going nowhere. I've been sitting in my ass here kind of. (laughs) Right. I
0: dude, I think that's, what's really funny. Uh, I think of this often um, that I think if people see you and I walking down the street, that they'd be like,
1: Oh, one second there. Um, sorry, one sec. No worries. Oh, just I got I gotta to talk to this guy real quick. He's working okay. on my 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 uh heater broke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Too, too... Dude, so sorry, bro. It's all right. I got the heating guys here. My heater's been like like it works for like a couple weeks and then it like freezes over, like the whole fucking thing like freezes over with ice. And they've been, these guys, these poor guys have been coming out here, like, a couple, three or four times now. And, like, it just, we're not sure what the deal is. So, we're just, we're just trying to figure it out.
0: Can't have that. Uh, yeah, so, what I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. almost on the subject of that, that's really funny, is, like, you know, we both travel. But I I think if people saw us walking down the street, they'd be like, oh, those guys are city folk but i've been to your property it's fucking out there and i know you've spent a lot of time in montana you've been to southwest montana by yellowstone and that's where i live you know there's two thousand people where i live Mm -hmm. so it's just like kind of a different i've had almost like a different scope on this whole thing because i live in rural montana so i'm like watching Mm -hmm. all of this stuff play out but it's not hard to engage but it's almost hard to conceptualize because the vibe here is I'm just out in the mountains. You know what I mean? Nothing has really changed.
1: Sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I talked to Winona LaDuke yesterday and she would sort of leaned into the same thing. I mean, obviously, it doesn't mean that we don't, you know, uh, feel deeply for uh, epicenters and places where it sort of is quite busy. Obviously, like our healthcare workers and um, hospitals and in the city and then like, people are cooped up in like tiny places or people who a friend of mine actually just texted me and told me that they saw like folks sleeping in their cars in like LA, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like in a crazy situation where, you know, even the, there's so many levels to the disparity into the, and, and how this is affecting um, uh, all, all all people, and whatever economic class you want to talk about, it's like. In fact, like, you know just like people with the, in abusive relationships and shit, like, mm-hmm. like being in the same fucking house and shit, like, yeah, like, whoa, yeah. dude, like it's, dealing with that you know, sure. kit you know, kid, the kids and and whatnot, and you're like, yeah, I, it, you know, I I go back and forth a lot with just gratitude for being out in the country and being out this far away kind of from the city and from the more chaotic vibe, but but uh then I I just go into that um place of you know being feeling so sad for so many millions of people that are just not doing well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's
0: unfathomable.
1: There's a deep it's a there's a deep collective like sigh within that, you know. Mm-hmm. uh where you really you really feel it um in a big way and yeah i don't know i don't know what's i don't know it's like and then today with Bernie dropping out i'm just like i don't know i know, know and john Prine
0: died last night the and
1: then, yeah man. prime passing away you're just like man what I feel like, you know, I didn't ever think I'd say this, but I'm, you know, I'm totally fine cancelling 2020 if you guys want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I feel the same way where I'm like... I never thought I would say take back 2019, but I mean, like... Yeah, man,
0: yeah, it's, it's just been unreal. And it just, like, seems to be one thing after the other. And I almost, like... I don't know, I can't help but think that there's, like, this kind of global purge that's going on, especially in America, when we... I feel like it just is over and over. We're shown... You know, there's this narrative that America is this great superpower, and that we really have our shit together, and we're the most developed nation. It's like, no, dude, we're fucking 37th in healthcare, and that didn't really register until this happened, where people are like, "Oh shit, we're 37th in healthcare." Like, problems, you know? And yeah, I think this next election is going to be a wild fucking thing to see play out um, with Bernie not involved, because I think there's a lot of that same vibe that there was in 2016, where people are like okay, cool, dude, we're asking for something different and you're offering us more of the same, so I'm not going to play.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to vote no, and that is really fucking unfortunate. And, you know, I understand, you know, both sides are all, a lot of the sides I, I can empathize with when, you know, people say they don't want Biden, period. It's like, clearly he's not, a great option, but I mean, and you know, I think a lot of people will say, you know, that uh, they'd rather. Well, here's the deal: it's like we we we, we don't have another system or another uh, we're not we don't have the system prepared for us that we're looking for that um, that's going to usher us into this new age. It's like uh, there's been plenty of uh, ideas and. Uh, um, uh, plans that have been sort of created, you know, obviously with uh, from from Bernie's world as well, specifically, um, and uh, but there's not a there's not a whole um,
0: infrastructure way
1: of there's not a whole infrastructure there's not a whole way of living that's provided to us yet sure. that we can actually say. So and and, and when I when I say it, I'm just saying that like we yes, I don't want. Joe either but I'd rather have Joe than than Trump and uh and hope that like in, in that coming four years that we continue to uh change and evolve and, and adapt it's going to be a slow leaf to turn you know
0: yeah I think so too I think everyone just has this like you know fast food mentality when it comes to anything but especially just like a night and day change of the American system that's been building for 300 years it's like no man you don't just burn that shit down and start over like cool sounds good but yeah i don't think that's the way either but i'm really struggling too cuz it's like i'm not i don't want to publicly endorse joe biden probably won't but i definitely think people need Sure to I, I think <laughs> you know, so i think hard.
1: voting is fine i think i think endorsing him is fine to be honest because like you know uh again it's just it's just providing the information of like look i don't want trump yep and i'm not going to knock vote because if i don't vote then we're going to have trump again
0: yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what Bottom happened. Bottom line. Yeah,
1: and because the Democrats couldn't fucking get their shit together, uh, and everybody leaned into Biden, it's like, yeah, we're. Never, it's clearly America's just not ready. Yep. They're not. Yeah. But he's gonna live on. You know, his policies will live on, and like, uh, you know, all of the things that he stands for and has has given us um, will be. Uh, likely you know brought into effect in the future
0: yeah i keep i keep trying to remind people of that like you and two in 2016 you and i both played at one of his events and i remember at that time dude uh, the idea of universal health care like pretty much his entire platform people were like what the fuck are you talking about man like these are crazy and then i remember watching the first democratic candidate debate and everyone on the stage except one person was like i want universal health care You know, and just running Bernie's 2016 Mm -hmm. platform was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and that was Bernie's whole thing when he conceded in 2016 was like, yeah, well, these ideas are on the table now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those progressive ideas seem to be um, sticking. Dude, I want to talk a little bit about your new music. Um, Mm -hmm. So first off,
1: you're such a great host. That's cool. You're just like,
0: so first off um i want to say uh as a friend and a music fan um it's been really cool to watch your music evolve uh because it's done so in a way that is really authentic it's growing exponentially every single record uh Mm -hmm. but it's not so unfamiliar that people are like oh what the fuck is this um and the thing that i really find uh, every time you've put out new music, is even if it takes me a second to latch onto it, I always am kind of like, "Oh man, you're you're really good at just sharing where you're at." Especially this new record, man, you kind of bled all over it. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important. I found uh the most success through vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important. I think as dudes, uh, that we're vulnerable because that's not something that a lot of dudes are doing, but um. The new music, particularly um, Twisted, hit me really heavy, man. Um, Mm -hmm. I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about the amount of openness that you're stepping into. Um, Mm -hmm. Because before it seemed like a lot of your songs were about external takes on things, and the new Mm -hmm. music all seems to be really internal, like, no, okay, now I'm gonna work through my shit. You know, Mm -hmm. you talked about everything outside the bubble, and now you're talking about what's in your
1: bubble. And it's real fascinating. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Thank you. Um yeah, I I mean I I think that I've always, you know, whether it's whether it's like vultures of culture or like uh you know freaking dinner party. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I'm I've always talked about stuff that was I was going through, whether I'm like think you know, trying to work work out how i feel about um democracy or i feel about history and such you know mm-hmm. uh and you know then but i'm always talking about what, yeah what i'm currently moving through and um you know self love self work that kind of stuff was always there uh but it it um there's been some deeply personal stuff along the way but you're absolutely right i mean this uh, album has uh, certainly taken it into a deeper space. And I, I, I know it comes from the past three years of my life have been very, uh, intense and, you know, went through my Saturn return and, um, and, uh, went into some deep, uh, self-work, you know, um, Therapy is really good for people.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, and my mom and I started going to therapy together, and I had I've I've been going to therapy for the last couple of years, and um, really looking at that childhood trauma stuff that's so real that we all need to to um, look at in order to understand uh, the inconsistencies in our life lives, and um, so yeah, that's been a big. Uh, a big part of the last year for me and um has really come through in the music uh and twisted was you know an absolute cry for help in that moment and um and then a resolve of just like an absolute truth you know
0: yeah man i started going to therapy last year and it was really funny cuz i was kind of quiet about it um you know, like when I'm home, well, you know how it is. You're the captain of your ship too. So everyone's looking at me. I'm like, nah, man, I got my shit together. I got everything on lock. And then back here, the only other dudes that I hang out with are dudes that I train with. So not in a room full of MMA fighters. Are you often like anybody else going to therapy here? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, you know, <laughs> um, and same thing, working through a lot of childhood stuff. But for me, I had kind of just disguised music as like, no, I don't need help because I work through my stuff in music. And it's like, no, you know, I write it down in music, but I'm not really working through it. Um, I really appreciate that, that you're open and uh, talking about the fact that you're going to therapy because I think everyone could use it. And what was funny was when I first started openly talking about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of people that I met that are like, yeah, man, I go to therapy too. I was like, oh,
1: no shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And just what a helpful tool that is. Um, one thing that I hear in the music too is that there's this like, you know, it always. I think when you're growing in this industry, it always looks different when you get there. You know, you've always been about five years ahead of me. Um, think so? Yeah, man. I th-
1: in in what way?
0: Just in the way of like,
1: how handsome I am. Yes. Yeah, I'm okay. not quite there. I, I totally. I disagree, man. I, I keep saying this. <laughs> I just feel like it's just totally misplaced, but you know, it's it's all good. You just gotta love yourself more, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs)
0: You know, just in the way of like, I remember when I first met you. The first uh, Medicine for the People show I went to, I think there were seventeen people there. It was in Missoula, Uh Montana. Maybe a little more than that, but I mean, it was it was less than fifty people. And then the next time I saw you, uh, I where was that? The top hat? Yep. Yep. And then the next time I saw you. Oh,
1: you were there at that show?
0: Yeah, yep. Um, And then the next time I saw you was in Bozeman was when I played with you when I had first started Satsung and it was just me and that one other dude. And it was not only sold out, but it was like parking lot full of people being like, yo, let us in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember it was like like a year apart. Um, And then just seeing from that Bozeman show six years ago to where you are now, it's you know it's fucking exponential you've sold out yeah. red rocks mm-hmm. you know the the mission like i mean you're doing the damn thing like all the mm-hmm. amphitheaters that you've played you know it's just so such huge growth um mm-hmm. and i know for me starting out when we weren't selling any tickets i was like man if we could just sell like three five hundred tickets a night, i'd be so fucking stoked right yeah and then you get to 300 tickets and you're like man if we could just sell 700 And then, well, I want to play that 1,500-person room. How come we don't sell that many tickets left? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that that I've gotten just listening to the new music uh, a few times through is just that kind of like from the outside looking in, everyone's when you're an artist, I think, especially, you know, the perception of doing well. um, People think that you're made it, dude. You know, you're doing Mm -hmm. – you have the coolest job in the world. You're on a tour bus. You're fucking playing music Mm -hmm. in front of people. Like, what are you sad about? What's wrong? like you Mm -hmm. have the coolest life in the world and it's
1: uh it's so that's our job right our job is to express our vulnerability as you said earlier yeah Uh, and that's what our art is songwriting is and music it comes from a place of vulnerability and uh that's why you know anyone anyone (laughs) that that writes their own songs uh is expressing something um from within their uh, in their heart, and that's why we fuck with music, you know.
0: Yeah, I think you're so received, dude, is because of the authenticity. So I think that it's like, like I said, it's really clear in your music that you're doing what you want to do, you're doing what feels good. Yeah. Uh, and that was something that I really did with culture. That album hasn't been awesome for us yeah. uh, as far as streams go. People who listen to all of our old shit, by the way, uh, Between hit 2 million streams on Spotify last night.
1: I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Congrats. Uh,
0: um, Likewise, <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, you're on that song, um, but uh, yeah, but the authenticity I think is really important. That's man.
1: still one of my favorite verses I think I've written in a in a while.
0: I did too. It was yeah, I, I enjoy it too, man. I always enjoyed that deep ninja. Uh, deep, yeah, what did I say? Ninja. You, yeah, I love that
1: shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I but, remember when we did that at Pyro, and I, and I like had to read it because I had I had listened to it in a minute, and I was like, oh man, I better, I don't want to fuck it up. And they sang it so loud. Yeah, I remember that. I was, I was, I, was I was like, whoa. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's been like,
1: cool. It. You guys know it. That's dope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like live action monitors.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. but it's cool, man, because that's something that I've been struggling with a lot too, man. Because when I, I, you know, you hang around in Montana long enough, uh <laughs> driving around, yeah, long enough. <laughs> you, you know, know what? So yeah, I heard? Well, the new the new record is very. Uh, there's a lot of country vibes on it and I've been kind of fighting it as I'm recording it of like, well, what are people going to feel? You know, are they going to be like, Oh, well this isn't sad song. Fuck it. Um, mm-hmm. I say I'll all I'll that say, it. you know, like listening to your new shit. I'm just like, it's just encouraging to be like, no man, I'm going to do what the fuck I'm feeling. And if people fuck with it, great. And if not, you know, we'll try again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Production's always a tricky one. Right. Cause like for me, I just, I always wanted to just make sure I get out what's in my head. Mm-hmm. uh and honestly if i could um go back and i mean uh, this is the classic sad i'm just like i'm like oh it'd be so great to go back and, re- and re-record all those old songs uh but i also understand like how dope the, they were for what they are so mm-hmm. um but uh it's always been a struggle to you know anytime i record something i go back and go i listen back and i go oh man i wish i could have done that differently or i wish i'd you know stuck to like the other way that i was thinking about doing it or this or that or whatever classic art shit you know what i mean yeah um it never ends it literally never ends you're always going to think like uh i should have done it like this or it could have been better if i did this or that but um you know i've i i have like yourself i have such a a broad range of music that I love to listen to and that I'm inspired Mm -hmm. by. And so I try to always um, have that come through because you literally, like, each song is literally, like, you got to look at it and listen to it and be like, what does this song want to do? What does the song want to do? You know, it's not really, yeah, I'm, like, guiding it, but it's, like, it's doing its thing, you know? And um, finding the right uh, pocket for it and you you know when it's not the right pocket like recording dear brother after having played it for like five years or whatever like that was the hardest song to record on this album coming up because we had played it acoustic we had played it you know with the band in a certain way yeah and i was like man i want to make this a hip-hop song because that's how it's supposed to be but i don't want to like do it cheesy and i don't want to um I don't want to, not I, I, I. want to honor what I hear, and uh, so it took us the longest, but it, it, but I think it came out fire, and I'm really happy with it. But, but yeah, it's like it's been funny, you know. Obviously, I'm very curious about what people think of the music, and so you know, I monitor, I troll, yeah, I I, I read, dude, that I comment it's so funny though because sometimes <laughs> like people i'll just always bust out like commenting on on like the tribe page and stuff and uh and uh it's it's great to like just catch a pulse because there's clearly a lot of people who are like you know i like the old black Gil. you yep. changed as uncle jojo would say you changed yeah uh <laughs> uh and, that's a good and that's good. and and it's all fair and, and and great like i totally understand like you know everyone's invited, but not everyone's going to come, Yeah. You know? sure. and, but also the magic of music is that, you know, uh, there's always acoustic versions and, um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, um, I, I was so stoked to meet, um, these producers I worked with on this album because they really were able to capture what I was trying to do and, um, and have a balance between, um, going on a crazy journey of like totally different kind of styles of production to old school like sure um, with twisted in part problem those were definitely the more crossover songs yeah production wise um, which was on purpose and then there's some other ones that are on there that haven't that won't be singles but uh but then there's like tradition sounding medicine for the people songs you know like there's one on there called fourth door that's like um that's straight up just the band playing the song you know and then we that recorded a couple acoustic songs uh but also got to ex- like experiment with um doing different styles of recording like recording straight up you know in, in a in a in a room you know just doing it like that or I was uh, recording
0: live like that because i've talked about doing that like at the end of a tour when we're really really tight it's just going into the studio and being like fuck it let's run it Tom Petty it was
1: tight it was it was really cool uh you know we got a record in uh the village studio with Ooh. the band and it was amazing we were in the room that they that we were in um Mac's room that they recorded rumor, rumors in Oof. and we were all separated you know but we could start to see each other um and uh and we did we did we did uh take your power back that way um and it was fire i mean it it was it was really cool uh uh and it worked out great you know but it was like that vibe we were like that rolling stone vibe of like um you know just that everyone playing there's There's a vibe when everyone's fucking playing
0: yeah so you you touched on two things that i want to that i want to uh circle back on so one thing when you said that there's always acoustic versions i've always been a big believer that the true testament to a song is what happens when it's played stripped down. Is it still a good song? Um, and again, I'm not trying to stroke your shit here, man. Uh, but, like uh when
1: you stroke my shit. <laughs>
0: <though>. <laughs> but I, I always make this joke to Uncle Joe, too. Uh, I just saw that part problem, uh, acoustic with you and that piano. Um, hmm. Holy fuck, man. So yeah, that song's gold. Um, two, you know, <laughs> anytime, <laughs> in, anytime you... Uh, Anytime you play solo, I, I've I've told Uncle Joe this, dude. I always will go in like, all right, motherfucker. I'll post up by the sound booth at Harmony Park. And I'm like, all right, move <laughs> what me. What you got? What do you got? <laughs> just you up there, huh? Because I know when I play solo like that, dude. I'm like, oh shit, man. I really wish my band was here. <laughs> you know, I know. It's, yeah, and, yeah. and every time though, man, I'm always just like, like two songs in, I just look over at Joe. I'm like, yeah, man, he's. He's got it, <laughs> you know? You do it, dude. Uh, and I love that. Uh, oh, it's funny. Um, two, uh, I, I kind of want your advice on something. You had kind of touched sure. on, on, you know, haters, if you will, especially online. Um, Clean the moon. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hi. And um, so I just recently, in the last probably six months to a year, um people that i've never met before that i've never had a conversation with they don't know anything about me um on the interwebs will be like fuck that dude fuck his music i've met him you know or they'll have some like erroneous story how they wanted me to
1: sign- yeah bro fuck him up
0: yeah <laughs> right you know where i'm like uh i yeah, you know, I'm kind of a confrontational person, not not even in a like, yo, let's scrap kind of way, unless someone really wants to get down like that, but in a way of just like, no, man, if there's a fucking problem, let's lay it out and let's figure it out.
1: Um, <laughs> Wait, so, all right, well, here, I have two things to say because I feel like I know exactly where you're coming from and, you know, what this is. It's like, there's two ways to go about haters online, in my opinion. Uh, one is nothing, you know? Mm-hmm there's always going to be people that don't agree and there's always going to be people that use online forums as a way to vent and, you know, likely they would never say that shit to your face. For sure. Um, and, uh, if they did, then you would handle it as you would. Uh, and, and then, and then, uh, the second thing is there's also like a really clever way that I have found and then don't get me wrong. Like I've definitely lost my shit at people before and totally, uh, you know, gone on smeared gone and smeared them in whatever way, feed them to the wolves. Um and some people, you know, some, some that's sort of the fire in me too, where I'm like, um, you know, some people Do you wanna play games? Like, okay. You wanna play games? i fucking fucking play games. Um but then, you know, then but there is a there is a clever way as a writer, you know, there is a clever way to also like sort of like uh show them love by by uh a, uh a, a, uh, being very slick about how you um respond you know uh i'm trying to think of an example um cuz you're kind of being like i, I, don't, say, I don't say it's one of say it's past aggressive cuz you're not you're just you're being like very dry but like with exclamation points yeah like, one guy and and and, and with like love you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah one guy i said you know there is a lot of people that i don't like and disagree with but i would never waste time out of my day going on one of their social platforms uh you know to talk some shit man i'm sorry that that's where you're at and that's like my higher self talking where that's like,
1: what that's something you said to him or
0: yeah 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 to some guy okay. um, and what's funny too is that just the lengths that people will go is like someone out of a whole thread where i'm having a discourse which is like my manager finally just called me was like no more fucking arguing on the internet dog you're done <laughs> you know like because people were taking screenshots of like a single comment completely out of context and being like look fuck this dude and it's just like, um, I, you know, man, I'm a pretty well behaved guy. Um, so when people try and bring the fucking wolf out, I'm just like, come on, man, I don't want to not be your friend. Like, if you don't like my music, then don't fucking listen to it. Um, but I just remember years ago, um, when that Medicine Tribe page first started, I remember people talking shit about you that I'm like, have you ever met him? And they're like, well, no, but this, this, and that. you know, my second cousin's sister's pet turtles' previous owner told me that, <laughs> you know, like, fuck, man, you know, and it's Yo, just that fucking crazy.
1: turtle's been in it of my shit for a while though.
0: <laughs> but it's just a really wild thing that I'm like trying to get used to is the fact that there's a bunch of people that I don't know that don't like me, uh, and I guess that yeah, that stems from this thing of just like wanting to be liked and accepted. And I'm like. Why, That's man?
1: exactly what it is, bro. That's exactly what it is. I was just going to say it's like there's always going to be people that that uh want to talk shit uh to anybody. You know, and being a public person, you it's just part of the game, you know? And uh I think um what I I'm I'm incredibly sensitive as well. I'm like I don't like it when people don't like me, but uh you know, it's just part of what you have to be letting go of constantly. Uh, is the need for approval from everyone Mm -hmm. and to please everyone you know um
0: yeah i have this deep-seated feeling this is something i struggle with in my relationships too i'm just used to being the leader so i kind of have this deep-seated thing of that i'm not good enough so i'm always trying to outdo outprove you know and it, it bleeds into everything and um and it's it's Music is my refuge from that because music is the the one place in my life where I tend to just let it be um, what it is and just kind of breathe and let it go rather than try to like micromanage every little thing. And,
1: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I
0: overthink, dude. I spend most of my day thinking about
1: thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what so, is your sign? Uh, I'm a Libra. Oh, this was your moon. Wow.
0: Yeah, just last night is what they say. I'm not mm. I'm not super hip on that stuff, but every time I talk to Trev, he always is telling me what's,
1: what's Do you know going your on. what your your moon and your rising is?
0: No, he Trevor's actually the one that did my chart though. So he's got he's got all the info. And what was crazy. Man, so I I'm just a skeptic by nature, you know, and Trev was like giving me the rundown, like when I was on tour with him years ago, and I was like, Yeah, man, that's cool. Right on, and then one day before a show in LA he's like let me do your chart i was like okay or no we we're in santa cruz and he does my chart dude and the whole thing was like so fucked up accurate it was just like making my brain explode like cuz it wasn't yep. just like oh you're an open person and it wasn't these like general newspaper horoscope things and i remember sitting there with him <laughs> and my wife was at that show and he goes yeah man your saturn return is this year uh and according to your chart man it's going to be a fucking haymaker and it was like two days later, we actually stayed at your house two days later. It was like two days later, me and my wife got in the biggest fight we've ever been in. And then on the same day, Franti offered us a fucking year worth of dates. And my whole world just fucking like just like that. And the next year of my life almost killed me. You know, I was like being given everything that I wanted. And couldn't handle it, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, I definitely uh, I'm definitely open uh to the uh to the astrology stuff it uh mm-hmm. it always trips me out i know you're super into it um so random segue here uh we're both heavily tattooed dudes uh mm. did you always know that you wanted to be heavily tattooed because i did from a very 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 young age
1: mm. no i didn't really I, Uh nah. no it definitely wasn't the plan but you know it when you when you have friends that tattoo for free it's sort of hard not to same going, right?
0: yeah totally <laughs> yeah for me dude i remember i was like 14 years old and i was at the wilson skate park in chicago and this dude had a uh, i have a bison skull on my the middle of my throat but he had a human skull and it said 100 percent skateboarder <laughs> And I just remember seeing the tattoo. Yeah, totally, dude. I remember seeing the tattoo, like all of my sister's friends uh, that I kind of came of age around, you know, two full sleeves and the neck fully done. And I always just remember being like, I for sure want to look like these guys when I grow up. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny, every once in a while, I forget how I look um and someone will be being weird to me like an old lady or something it'll be like acting kind of skittish around me and then ben oh, my drummer ben is always the one that reminds me of like well dude you don't look like a normal guy anymore you know you're like <laughs> you're kind of a fucking sketchy character to an old woman you know uh mm-hmm. but yeah that's interesting i was I, i've always been pretty into body modification and i you know i worked at a shop um for many years in chicago and
1: so it's always do you a- ever get people? Do you ever get people thinking like you're a skinhead?
0: Um, yeah. You know, I wore. I went through a suspenders phase on a tour. Um, oh yeah.
1: And that guy, got- That's tough. What sucks though, because like, how come suspenders became the thing for skinheads? Well, what's or even white to- shirts. Yeah,
0: dude. And what, I fucking tucked in. in I dickies. know yes and that's what i like like dude i so love not fair i love to wear like work pants a tucked in white tea and a beanie too and like yeah what the hell well what's not interesting fair. too is that whole skinhead thing just like appropriated a culture that was really fucking cool it's like the you know you know the old g skinhead yeah, totally. like it's shit yeah. so it's like yeah, man why the fuck why didn't you just make your own thing because now people are really confused about what the fuck this <laughs> is and you know yeah,
1: couldn't you be a little more creative Jeez. yeah um
0: all right, so I have these things called I'll get I'll
1: I'll I'll get I'll get uh I'll get the the look and and people think I'm like an MS thirteen or some shit. Yeah, because yeah, so you are <laughs> <laughs> I love that by the way too. I remember when I was getting, crossing the border into Canada one time at Niagara Falls and um they were like they asked me, they're like, Are your tattoos affiliated with any form of a gang and I was like, hell yeah! And I was like, nah, just so good. <laughs> And they're like, yes or no? And I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're really,
0: really old, really, really old gang. Um, oh, that's that's awesome. Um, so a few more, th- one more thing, and then I have these standard questions that I ask everybody. Um, what do you think about this? Like. One thing that's really, I don't want to say bugging me, because I guess it's like this thing of like conscious music, right? That's what everyone calls this
1: whole like. As opposed to I, unconscious music.
0: Yes. So there there is the plus side for me is I'm like, when people used to ask me what I listened to, I would say conscious hip hop. Or when I was like super into punk rock, I'd be like, yeah, conscious punk rock, bad religion, anti-flag, you know. Um, so like I take that as a compliment but I see this thing where everyone is kind of gets like lumped in and it's so funny, dude, because none of us fucking sound anything alike. Like, I don't think I could recreate your music if I fucking wanted to. No one ever is going to sing like Trevor Hall does. Um, what? yeah, dude, you know, who had the best description of it ever was I was on Francie's podcast and he brought up Trevor Hall and someone was like, who's Trevor Hall? And he goes, he's this beautiful person and his singing voice is like that of a thousand people singing at one time, but in a single breath. And I was like, Whoa,
1: yes. Whoa, is, that's like, so that's exactly what it's right. It's way better than my description of him. What I said to him, uh, like a couple <laughs> weeks ago where I was like, I was like, when I first heard your voice, I was like, who is this old man?
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> There's this like, it's like 300 year old wizard.
1: That, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Magic. Um, yeah what are your thoughts on the i think i think using the word conscious music is kind of bullshit to be honest yeah because uh in the i know what it means but like in the literal sense it's like i feel like it totally discredits every songwriter in the world sure and it doesn't matter if you don't it you know it there's plenty of people that yes write songs to make money uh, and don't put a lot of thought into them and that's fine. And then there are plenty of sides to people where they there those people we don't know what their truest intention behind it is. Like like uh I would like here example is I listen to all kinds of music. Like I listen to Drake, I listen to fucking Taylor Swift. You it's love like, her. Hell yeah. <laughs> because because he's t- he's talking about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about. Totally. And uh, who am I to say that he's unconscious in sure. what he makes? Now I I understand that the point of saying conscious music is that there's a there's this like intention behind it. Or there's this like you know uh, this like spirit that comes with it. And um, so yeah, I get that. And you know I think. You know much like the word organic has you know, or, or or consciousness you know has been sort of commodified and uh, been put into this like box of like stuff like you know like us we got we all get thrown into this box like we're all the same if you're saying mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know obviously ultimately it just comes down to the fact that it's like there's a vibration of similarity yeah, because the intention is there because the kindness is there because the goodness is there because the truth the genuine authenticity is there that's what i
0: is the authenticity because i don't i can i don't ever sit down so you
1: could start you could start saying i listen to authentic music but i would be lying if i said i listen to authentic music all the time same yeah same because i listen to trash plenty of times yeah dude i've been i love trashy music too
0: (laughs) yeah i've been getting i think it's just because i've been home for so long dude i've been listening to like all of the like rolling stones country shit all the grateful dead country shit all the like, just like you know, every I feel like every band in the early, every rock band in the early '70s went through their like country phase, you know. Uh, so I've been digging into a lot of that. But yeah, I think the thing I don't really like about it
1: um, on regular s days, I'm like I'm in here throwing some trap on, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know. No. It just happens, man. You know. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Like, I just don't think I think it's really clear that none of us sit down like i would never sit down to write a song and be like okay what do they want to hear you know and what's been really funny is seeing the like i was just talking to uncle about this where he was just like yeah man i think everyone else missed the boat because everyone now is like sitting down being like it's almost like they're storyboarding words they're like okay we got to get medicine in there we got to get this in there you know and it just comes across like yeah dude it's very clear that that's what you're trying to do you know um and yeah, I, th- I think that's the only thing that I don't like about it is that it's really clear that none of us are sitting down and writing songs of like, okay, how can I appease this crowd? It's just like, no, we're just telling our fucking stories, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who likes it? Likes it.
1: Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I write a song that you like. Well, you're
0: you're doing so, good so far. So good. Okay, cool. Yeah, so cool. far so good. Um, dude, do you ever miss? Do you ever miss? This easy, the simple days in Hawaii, I was just, you know, I, after you. Oh, you're
1: kidding me all the time, bro. Okay.
0: Cause, cause when I was, uh, when you, when you agreed to do the podcast, thank you so much, by the way. Um, I went on a hike that day and was up in the mountains, you know, and I did years here in Red Lodge where I worked on the ski hill and I worked at a climbing shop in the summer. And then, you know, I helped cultivate many different plants for extra income. And Mm -hmm. I think back on those days, dude, and I was never stressed out. Like I didn't have any Mm -hmm. money and I drove, you know, I never had a vehicle that was, you know, younger than me, Mm -hmm. but I was never stressed out. I don't ever recall being like, Oh, Oh my, you know, shit's really hitting the fan here. You know, and now Mm -hmm. it's like a few times Mm -hmm. a week. Shit's always hitting the fan and I've just gotten to a resting place of being like, yeah, there's just shit on my fan all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. But yeah, you miss it.
1: Oh man. Yeah. All the time. It was, those were the days, my friend. Uh, Man, they were such good times. And sometimes I just can't even believe I lived those times. Those were like, there was so different and like, um, you know, at my core, I'm ultimately still the same kid, you know? Uh, But uh, yeah, I miss, I miss living in Hawaii. I miss uh, rambling around with no real, direction and i, I don't miss like i don't really miss like uh being broke as fuck yeah same you know now i'm having to balance books so it's like totally different where it's like you know you got all these bills and stuff and that sucks but that's just part of adulting i suppose yeah uh, so i miss you know i miss i miss it yeah for sure it's see kind i kind of fell in love.
0: love with the business side of this whole thing early.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on it. It it yeah. it does become like it does become like you kinda have to. Yeah. If you're gonna think, if you're gonna if you're gonna, think, gonna make it if you're gonna make it a thing that you're gonna do all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love the game, man. I love every aspect. Dude, also before we get into the standard questions and then I'll let you go. Uh I thought of you. So do you remember fucking four or five years ago when we played with you in Aspen? It was cold as shit. Sure. Oh, cool. I'm glad I'm so burned in your memory, dog. <laughs>
1: shit. Here's the thing about me is like, people will ask me stuff like, remember when we did that thing? I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even fucking remember what I did last night, man. <laughs> fucking Autopilot, not always. pilot well, always. No, I feel like, because part of me goes like, is it because I used to smoke so much weed that like, I just forget shit now. And then I'm like, or is it just because I'm so in my moment?
0: yeah <laughs>
1: we'll go with that we'll go with that you're always in the moment
0: but anyway man i you know we've grown a shitload you know i went from you know no no flex in here i just mean you know i went same just thing do it. just going from broke as fuck to like now man i you know i completely take mm-hmm. care of my family i have a home i have a truck mm-hmm. have a bunch of fenders um You know just i've always that was always my dream man and i think about it all the time when i'm just playing guitar at my house of like man this is just all i ever wanted when i was a kid but um you know different people come to you at different times when you're traveling and doing shit you know we'll just think of a random friend i'm sure you do the same thing the first time i was in aspen was when we played this show with you as an outdoor show It was when you were still working with nadia and that was the first time i had met her and anyway We were walking around and I remember these hat shops. There were these like three hat shops. And I was like, oh man, cool hats. You know, and you go in and they're like super expensive. You're like, what the fuck? But I remember I made it a goal of like, man, one of these times, I don't know when, but when I'm in Aspen, I'm going to get a really fucking cool hat. Mm. Uh, And when I was just in Aspen, right before this whole thing went haywire, I got a really cool hat. And when I was walking out of the store, (laughs) I was like, not going to be proud of this fucking hat right here. It's my first real hat. You know what I mean? Where is it?
1: Let's see it. All right, it's pretty cool, dude. Oh, yeah, that's killer
0: yeah, super legit um wow. i I just that's never great. spent money on a real hat, you know, and I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. my mom's whole side of her family's cattle people. I live in Montana. I should get a real hat, but I is. got a hat, but I just thought I'd share with you that uh that you came to me when I was an aspen. The,
1: I the thought good, be- the good news, yeah, a All man and right. his hat is is uh it's a it's a tale to be told. It's a relationship that will last a lifetime yeah and those hats i tip my, I tip my hat to you sir
0: <laughs> and those hats will last forever too you know that's the other thing that's cool i got my grandfather's hat when he passed he passed at 85 and i have a picture of him when he was uh you know probably mid 60s early 60s on a horse here i'll show you the picture it's right here um but that's my grandfather moving cap. oh yeah gangster and uh i have the hat that he's wearing in the picture. Right back here. uh So I've always had like a real, you know, just my mom's whole side of her family being cattle people. Yeah, there is. There's that deep connection with a hat. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy this mm-hmm. hat. And this is gonna be the one I give to my grandson. Mm-hmm. All right, bro. I got some standard questions for you, and then I'll cut all you. Alright, hit me. Okay. Um, first record that made you cry or
1: song? Oh man. Uh, I want to say it was a Bright Eyes album but i feel like the first memory like that first comes to mind is mumford's first album Ooh, okay yeah i think because I, I was going through a pretty hard time and like i the I group just, a breakup like, my eyes out to that that and family loss yeah yeah so it was like it was intense it was an intense time so yeah i would, I would say uh i forget the album title though it was i know what you want you're, you're talking first.
0: about i had little lion man yeah. at first like yep. every single song yep. fucking gangbusters hit That was all his Shadow Work songs, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, those seem to be the best. Like I said, man, vulnerability is like, Mm -hmm. I think that's where we hit people hard. Um, First music that you heard that made you know you wanted to be a musician. Right. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm a big Conor Oberst fan. I didn't know that you also were. Oh, man. Yeah, I celebrate his entire catalog.
1: Yeah, I celebrate his whole body. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 oh i love you um yeah, add some stuff to that <laughs> yeah i love that
0: uh yeah no i'm a huge yeah huge huge connor fan of all of his stuff um how about your favorite hip-hop record of all time
1: <sighs> oh it's a tough one um I mean, oh, man, that's such a tough question. Give me a few. Much as you are a hip-hop fan, you know we both are in big ways, and, like, I think – okay, so it's between – I'm just going back to, like, the days because I feel like uh, there's three that come to mind. One of them is uh, Immortal Technique. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking like that style, right? Because there's so many styles. Who is this random person driving down my driveway? Should I get my gun out? <laughs> oh, <that's> my... <laughs> it's the mailman, I think, yeah. but in a weird car. Uh, and then um, probably. Uh, yeah, his first album. So like, Revolutionary Volume One.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then it would probably be like, uh, Tupac, Better Days. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the third would have to be um, Dead Prez. Yeah. Uh, get free. I forget what the album's called. Let's Get Free, probably. Yeah. That. Yeah. That one.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree with those three. Those are top 10 for me for sure.
1: I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's there's so, so many, yeah. Because yeah, like so you many. said,
0: there's so many styles. There's the like, I feel like Common was who made me fall in love with music. And if you haven't mm-hmm. read his new book, I would highly recommend it. I think where you- Oh have, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, you dig it. He's he's going through all the same things that it sounds like you and I just worked through in the past mm-hmm. year or two. So I, that was the book mm-hmm. that I listened to that was like, maybe I should go to therapy.
1: Um, oh, really? Oh, wow, yeah, cool. Totally. Um
0: And also, fun fact, my moment of when I knew I wanted to be a professional musician, I had two of them. Uh, One was watching Brian Adams, the video for Have You Ever Loved a Woman? I was just like, damn, Mm. dude, that girl's all about him. And I was like, I want to play flamenco call. And then the other one was the music video uh, for End of the Road by uh, Boys to Men. I remember just watching Mm. those dudes sing and just be like, fuck, man, I want to do that. Poison a man, man. All right, what are you listening to right now? Three records or artists that you're really in love with right now?
1: Okay, uh, um, uh, Billie Eilish, I'm listening okay. to her. My daughter would be um, to that. Yep, uh, uh, God, I have to look here. Um, yeah,
0: they pull up the Spotify.
1: What what have I been listening to recently? Do you get down on Tyler uh, Childers at all? Excuse me, Tyler Childers. Never heard of him. What? Can check it out. Can't yeah, check it out. You must. Oh okay. I'll be. On, I've been listening to some Dua Lipa because that shit is fire. <laughs> dude, I love she that you're out. Wanna, she just, just mean, makes. She just makes me want to fucking dance, dude. I love it. Uh, and um uh what else did i listen to a lot recently of oh rosalia damn yeah she's fire it's yeah. crazy there's some crazy art out there right now it's 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 crazy also pearl jam's new album's pretty far too
0: yeah dude you literally just named my my daughter's three favorite artists right now she's gonna be yeah, I'm, just gonna her, I'm gonna just tell some. her that that's what just you're from right now. <laughs> uh, <I love> that. <laughs> that's good yeah, well yeah some,
1: some i'm gonna send right you a right
0: couple now. tyler Childers songs you promise you'll listen to him today yeah 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 a phenomenal fucking songwriter man like new generation legendary he's gonna be a legend um well yeah dude i really love you and appreciate you and i miss you um and love you I, too,
1: Sam. I love to see you guys up, maintaining your family man
0: i will i don't know when i'll see you again but uh it will be enjoyable when i do it's been a long time, here, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I... I'm gonna cue that on my phone. Oh. I'm gonna cue it on my phone when I see you next, and then we'll do a fake slow motion run to each other. All right. All right. I love you, bro. Take care of yourself. I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. That was episode one: Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Anyway, uh I hope you dug it. Like I said, we got a whole bunch of really dope guests lined out uh to do this thing with me. Um Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh that's gonna be the vibe. Similar conversations like that, but with people from different walks of life. Uh so we uh have rescheduled pretty much every single date uh that was scheduled before. So we're gonna be hitting it hard this fall. Um, keep an eye out because I think what I'm, how we're going to announce this tour is I'll just go on Instagram and Facebook live and I'll tell you guys the dates. And then obviously we'll we'll release artwork and all that shit. But, um, yeah, keep an eye out because, uh, as this globe keeps spinning, we're going to keep coming out there and going to different parts of it and playing music for y'all. So keep an eye out as we announce this tour, uh, take care of one another, uh, stay on that self work and, uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.